Here he is. Hello, mate. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you. So, Jambo, here we've got a new sponsor. Yes, mate. So, for season two of the Hit in the Areas podcast, we have a brand new sponsor. Uh, the guys at Ellsbury Glazing Repairs have kindly sponsored us for this season. Um, so, for any sort of glazing and window repairs, they're your guys to go to. So, you know when um, your windows blow and you get all that sort of condensation and, and maybe some water inside the glass. Yep. These are the guys to talk to. Um, I've literally just had it done. My missus has been banging on for ages about getting it done. I had them come in, they've taken a look and they've done a brilliant job. It's like I've got new glass. Um, so yeah, if you are looking for um, that type of service in the area, so any sort of window repairs or any glazing specialities, um, you need to give them a call. So you can give them a call on 07-889-730-995 or you can email them at glazingrepairs at hotmail.com. Now, they normally serve the likes of Buckinghamshire, Oxfordshire, Hertfordshire and Bedfordshire. Um, and their aim is to give you a clearer view every time. You can also find them on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Nice one, Jambo. Let's get back to the podcast. Welcome to the Hit in the Areas podcast with me, Jamie Roberts, and my co-host, Richard Kyson. It's a short corner episode. So what that means is a nice quick episode for this week. Um, and it's good to be back. So I'd just like to welcome on my normal co-host, Mr. Richard Kyson. How you doing, Jambo? You good, mate? All well, especially after yesterday, which leads us on to the topic of why we've come back for a nice little quick episode um it came home as they it say it was phenomenal wasn't it absolutely phenomenal um I I, I I i sat there watched it with um my daughter and my missus um who my missus hates football um <laughs> having to live with me i'm not surprised and um my daughter is what four so um, she's sort of like just getting into sports and stuff like that. And um, she sat and watched it. Um, not all of it. Obviously she's knocking about, she's four. But um, she, yeah, she, she, she loved it. And obviously when we scored, you know, I sort of cheered quite loudly and she was sort of like, hey. so yeah, but it was just, yeah, it, it was great. I followed it since the start. Um, it's, yeah, it's just been... <laughs> just been absolutely brilliant tournament mate i mean what's your thoughts yeah it, it, it was actually like a similar story here so um uh the missus is back up uh, she's, uh, she's back up in sheffield visiting family but but um i spent most of the game on facetime to her and her daughter so um it was amazing you know to be honest when it was 1-1 I, I i did think we'd sort of missed our chance there um but the resilience and the spirit that you know that that the Lionesses showed to get the win was fantastic. Um, and can we just talk about that first goal for a minute? Because that is of the highest quality. No matter what level that is, that is a fantastic goal. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it doesn't, it's no surprise that Kira Walsh was 
was involved and I think everyone knows from our Twitter page how much of a fan I am of Kira Walsh um <laughs> I, I was talking to a uh someone today one of my mates who's, who's not into women's football you know that's that's him um but he said that was premier league quality um that the vision the touch uh the pass was unbelievable mm. um but but the composure from ella Toon uh, and and the finish was just so composed it's it like she said today um in the parade she said it took like a million years to come come down and actually go into the net Mm. um so it it was just you know when you got harry kane going wow what a yeah, exactly i was saying at work today if that had been messy and and mm. javi 10 years ago uh i'd have been everywhere it would have been like one of, one of the best goals of the last 10 years and it was absolutely fantastic well deserved when i think you know germans are no mugs but they're, they're a very good side um, favorites to win yeah it. but um that was a hell of a hell of a performance, and obviously listening to the women today, um, you know the sort of missing piece of the puzzle was the manager, um, mm. and it'd be interesting to see now how they can take that on into the World Cup. Well, they got a keeper for a start. I mean, Serena has just been absolutely brilliant. I mean, I, she, she, both of those managers, the the, uh, the coaches, sorry, the of of Germany and England were, were fantastic throughout. Um, the Germans, just a big shout out to them. Um, from what I understand, the whole of the German team only plays in Germany, um, which is very, very similar to, in a way, similar to the, the, the men's German team where, you know, they like to keep, <laughs> keep them all, all inside Germany. Um, but it's, yeah, they were they were they were fantastic as well. I thought they their goal I thought was brilliant. Um, the, the way they pressed, they picked it up, they played it wide, um, and the finish. I mean, <laughs> talking to my missus, she hates hates me talking through the goals. But I've got no one else to talk to, so I <laughs> I just sort of said to her, I said the she was not in line with the post. She was um, um, she was ahead of it. She was ahead of the post um, when she. I mean and. And to clip it uh, and pass Mary Ertz as well, who's, who's for me, goalkeeper of the tournament. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Um, w w was brilliant. It was just such a good goal. Um, and mm. it just proved the quality of the final. Oh, the, um, way, the way in that move they managed to pull out Leah Williamson to create that space mm. in between the centre-backs. Who's it been could, faultless. Yeah, because that just left Millie Bright nowhere to go, really. Um, it was just in indefendable um yeah really good equalizer that that's that's perfect because it's there's no fault of the back four there was no fault from rachel daly there's no fault from leah williamson or millie bright no. it was just an absolutely brilliant goal mm. and it was to be honest the only way that england were conceding because yeah. they, they'd just been stellar throughout the whole tournament um defensively been absolutely brilliant millie bright has been superb everything that came near it went um, and Leah Williamson to, to be transformed into that kind of centre half role, um, and and keep out someone like Alex Greenwood, who me and you are really really big fans yeah. of, Rich, um, as, as well, and to to put her into there, and that just shows the depth was, in that squad, yeah, though. She is such a leader as well, Rich. Mm. I have got not, I haven't got enough superlatives to for for Leah Williamson, her her leadership on and off the field, the way she talks, the way she leads as a player. Um, 
on the pitch. She's fantastic. What a brilliant appointment from Serena Weidman. Mm. Um, yeah, it, it, England deserved it overall for me. I thought they were the team of the tournament. I didn't see anyone come close. I even thought Spain weren't as good as England, even though mm. that was a really tricky tie for England. Um, yeah, England 100% deserved it. I just um, want to touch I'll, on on um, some of the sort of tactical awareness of Serena. Um, all the way through, she, I, I've never seen, even at the highest level, it is very rarely to see him. It is very rare to see a manager use the substitutions they have oh. so well. Um, yeah, okay, some of it looks planned, i.e. they do Russo for White, 55, 60, mm. 65 minutes. Then they do Toon as well. Uh, they also usually bring on Greenwood for daily, but she just knows exactly how to get the best out of that team and when to get it. Um, so, yeah, m- massive kudos to Serena. And it, it proved the, the, the squad depth that England had. Like, to bring on, again, if you follow our Twitter, you know how much a fan of I am of Alessia Russo. Uh, I think she's absolutely fantastic. For her to come on, Ella Toon to come on, uh, the likes of Jill Scott coming on with that experience. I mean, I thought she was great when she came on yesterday as well. Mm. Um, I think she really, really shored up that midfield, um, especially with Kira Walsh looking tight, really leggy in that in that um, mm. uh, extra time period. Um, I, I, yeah, I, just like some of the substitutions she's got. Uh, Chloe Kelly, <laughs> mm. <laughs> sorry, you know, Chloe Kelly coming on and, and providing good width. Um, you know, Beth Mead's had a fantastic tournament. Um, uh, and and I mean, the one thing that I felt, and I had this may get, I might get some pelters for this. I didn't think Lauren Hemp had a great tournament. Now, there's one reason for this she was doubled up on every single game, yeah. Um, and that is such a credit to her because, again, we're huge fans of Lauren Hemp. Um, <laughs> her mum and dad <laughs> constantly like a couple of our tweets that we put out, which is quite nice. <laughs> um, and um, yes, look, she. She, she. I was speaking again to someone today who doesn't really follow women's football, and he just turned on and went, "Lauren Hemp, what a player!" He said, "Left foot, right foot, close control." Um, he said, "She looks, and it, and it didn't mean it in a bad way, but she looks like a a male footballer in the in the way she plays, yeah, and, and stuff yeah, like style that. of play, and uh, yeah, 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 and um." I didn't see anything wrong with that. But, and I, I just thought, like, you know, that's huge credit for someone that's not actually watched women's football. Um, and he's a Norwich fan, so and she's from Norwich. That's why I think he likes her as well. Um, and she's a Norwich fan. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, some, the, I, 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 there's no one to fault. Lucy Bronze, absolutely brilliant as usual. Um, you know, Beth Mead, player of the tournament, uh, with some unbelievable goals and, and some... Uh, some superb performance. She's always a threat from set piece as well, Beth Mead. Um, but huge shout out to Chloe Kelly coming on. I mean, what she's been through, I think she had an MCL injury that she was out for for a long time. Um, and and for her to come into the side, again, they brought on all the youngsters right towards the mm. end and it just injected that energy again because we, England were starting to, you know, sort of slow up and, 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 the tempo wasn't quite there. They were starting to look a little bit leggy. And when they brought all those three girls on, um, they, they just looked a different team. And in the extra time, I think it it, it was pivotal. Because I don't think Germany had that squad depth um, as, as no. much as England did. Um, no, even though all most of the Germans play Champions League football. 
Yeah, you've got to remember, they lost their top score in the warm-up as well, which was a huge blow to them. <laughs> huge blow. Alexandra Pop is was, was possibly, the, or probably is, the, the best striker in the tournament. Um, mm. That's a huge loss. She would have given Leah Williamson and, and Millie Bright more problems than, than they, they had already. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a huge blow for Germany, but a massive win for England. I do um, need to mention, Jambo, um, how well the uh, the English girls managed to keep their composure when they got those mm. two yellow cards for very early on for seemingly nothing. Um, and, and there were similar German tackles going unpunished. Yeah. Um, they did very well, you know, especially the young girls to keep their heads um, and just sort of show that maturity, which yeah. was very impressive. I'm not going to batter the referee too much. Um, it, it, it's a high pressure game. And, you know, as much for the teams, it is for the, the officials as well. Um, I'm not going to say she was massively poor. She missed a lot of definitely. I mean, how Oberdorf wasn't booked, I don't know. Um, I mean, that was probably one of the main ones that were going to get booked. Excellent she made a player, by the way, though. Excellent player. Oh, she's player. superb. 20, in it? 20 years mm. old. Um, Georgia Stanway one was bemusing. I, didn't, I don't know yeah. what that was given for. Um, no. I think even, even Wrighty said, he didn't understand that one. Um, and right, he was quite critical of the referee at halftime. And, you know, he can, he's, he's, he's an ex-pro, so he, he can be critical of those things. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Lena Oberdorf got um, young player of the tournament. She I did, as yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, well you know, the Germ- yeah, I mean, the Germans are going to be up there in the World Cup as well next year, um, as well as England. And that World mm. Cup is just, it can't come soon enough for me, I, th- mm. I think. While we're... Um, let- go yeah, on. go on. What I want to talk I about gonna, is, is onto was... so, on like legacy stuff, Jambo. Um, in yeah, to, yeah, yeah, in, sure. in terms of the future of the game, because me and you know very well um, that that the future of the women's game isn't just what we see in that squad now. I, I mean, mm. just two players to to name Lucy Watson and and also Taya Goldie, two yeah. very young English players who will both play for England in that first team and are both very very good. Um, it it's just going to be interesting to see where where this win takes um, English women's football over the next three, four, five, six years. I don't think just English women's football. I think women's football in general, mate. Um, mm. I th- I think this is um, someone put it some someone put it great yesterday in a tweet. I can't remember who put it, but they said it uh, it, it was a back and forth thread, and they said this isn't. You know, this isn't been the start of women's football, but this is the movement right from here. Um, and and I think I think I said something similar in terms of, you know, women's football's been growing for for the last decade, um, and and all of those that have been before Jill Scott being one of the last, um, your Alex Scotts, your Rachel Yankees, your Farah Williams, who who who's been doing the commentary um, uh, on the touchline. All of them have built up to this moment, and this 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 group mm. of this group of girls, women who have have idolised those people, um, and and just think of the people that are now going to idolise this group, mm. this young group, very young, Georgia Stanway, young, Chloe Kelly, Ella Toon, Alicia Russo, Mary Earps, uh, you know, I'll go on, and and they just think of, I mean, my little girl. Not saying she's going to go on and do anything, but she loved it. 
albeit because of like she wasn't aware of like what's going on i suppose in that kind of sense she knew they're playing football um but i she said like oh which one's chloe i have a chloe in my preschool she's my favorite and i was just like it's nothing to do with the way chloe clearly plays football but it, she was like there is a girl that plays football called chloe i have a chloe in my preschool and it's just sort of from even from that age she's like get that chloe's my favorite and i was just like brilliant i was going it's the one with the, the blonde get blonde hair with the pink hairband um and she's going i want a pink hairband like that now and it's just <laughs> like you know and it, but it's it, the bbc sport put out an amazing tweet and it was about representation and it was a little girl sat in a it's like a drawing like a little girl sat in a number eight williamson shirt mm. watching the game uh with a i think with a little teddy i could be wrong there but um but just watching but it is she knows that women play professional football mm. and you know today i was driving in my car on my lunch break bang what do i see i see a little girl i'd say probably seven years old england shirt with a football with a boy and another girl and i just was just like that wouldn't have happened years ago in my no. opinion i don't think that happened years ago no, and what these what, what what this group are going to do for women's football and um and not just girls for boys as well you know there's you're seeing lots of stories of people saying about their sons absolutely idolizing a lot of these girls and and a lot of people and i want a russo shirt i mean i want a russo shirt <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been trying to find one but <laughs> but um they're all sold out in terms of like what you know the men's version of the, of the women's shirt um i can't find one anywhere um so Alessia, if you do listen, can you send me a check? No, I'm joking. Um, so, um, I do yeah, think but... um, that a lot of there's a lot of good work into um, into whether you call it breaking down barriers, opening up corridors, mm. whatever it is. Um, I'm going to tell you the story again. For those that have heard it, I, I do apologise. But when I was when I was ten, eleven, I, I actually <laughs> played against Ellen White, um, and again on that day. Um, as we've all lined up to play, all, all the all the boys are sort of saying to each other, "Oh my God, you know we're against a girl today." Um, and not that any of us understood what we were actually saying, but she was actually the best player on the pitch. Um, and we 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 all remembered her name, you know, even when she was 16, 17, 18 playing for local mm. side Ellsbury United, and now now she's won the Euros for England. Um, yeah. There's a lot of good work. Um, it, it needs to continue, um, but what a great, um, what a great game yesterday to, to sort of push on and, and then help expand it. From what I understand, what seventeen point six million viewers on the BBC with another yeah. maybe six million on the iPlayer. Mm. I think it was sunk around about twenty four million, twenty three million in total watched the game. If I'm right, Watching that's about football. a third of the country. Roughly. I had no idea, mate. <laughs> Roughly, but yeah, it's about third it, of the that, country. It, it's, it's incredible, and 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 it's brilliant that the BBC were 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 putting this on the likes of BBC One. We're not talking mm. about BBC iPlayer. We're not talking where it was, but we're not talking about BBC Three. You know, where they mm. used to stick it on there just because you know it's it's the women's. We're talking BBC One prime time, five o'clock Sunday yeah. evening. But it's the same for all the games. They were sticking Norway versus Austria on BBC One, BBC Two. You know all of the all of the games were, were, were accessible for people and i think it's just grown grown and grown let's look at the uh semi-finals the germany versus france game sold out at mk dons mm. 
even MK Cons can't sell out. So let's have, there's one there. Okay. Mm. Uh, it's a little dig. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they fill both tiers, by the way, MK Cons. Yeah. So um, <laughs> look, it, it just, just phenomenal that, um, that people have come out and, 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 and come to see these sides bright, you know, when Brighton England playing at Brighton sold out uh, the Sheffield United game uh, with the semi-final sold out for England as well. Um, and, and going back to what we, where I think this will go is, um, well, where I hope it will go is that we start seeing this now pushed into club sides. Um, I've been to the odd WSL game with, with Spurs. I've gone to watch Spurs, obviously Spurs my um, men's team, if we call it like that. Um, so yeah, look, let's see. My, 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 I put out something yesterday on Instagram and I put it on our, our Instagram about let's back these girls now. Let's back these women's teams. Um, let, it, it's dead cheap, Rich. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm going to the Tottenham game at Spurs Stadium, taking my little forward first of time to that big stadium. It's costing me £10.50 for both of us. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Crazy. So it's like, it's, you can take your whole family for 20 quid. Yeah. You've got a family of four, you're going for 20 quid. Whereas what would that cost you in, in, the, in the men's game? It's going to cost you well over 100 quid. Isn't it? Easily. It's going to cost well, you probably, I was, probably um, I, I, if you're going to watch Spurs, for instance. I actually saw a tweet reminded yesterday uh, from like you know uh, from a Spurs fan. So last season, I paid 12.50, for my Spurs season ticket. Mm. So for a season ticket this season for the Spurs women, it's something like 70 quid. Yeah. I mean, it's like 5% of the price, something silly, something like that. Mm. 6%, it's a joke. Um, yeah, it, it, even down to the likes of, um, I was seeing, I looked today, I think MK Dons puts out, obviously all the women's teams are starting to put stuff out because of season tickets. Obviously, you're going to strike when, when it's high. Um, I mean, MK Dons, they play in the, the, the league below the FA Championship women's football, so the third tier essentially um and they 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 play they i think it's what 30 quid for a season ticket for all mm. their games um, great value great value and it is i, I went and watched mk don women's the other night and and it was real good it was good quality it was good quality um and that's, that's part of my um part of the scouting i'm doing um that I, I went went over to watch that and um they played abingdon united I know the Abingdon United manager a little bit. And um, yeah, I was really impressed with both teams. Um, some really good, really good young stars on show there as well. And and, and you're going to find some stars at that level that are going to go up and up and up. I mean, you just look at the likes of some of these girls like Alessia Russo, you know, playing for the likes of Brighton and stuff like that and, and, and going on, on and on. And obviously now we'll look at see where Brighton are now. But We've got we've got to get people out to to these these clubs out on a Sunday. I think Wrighty was bang on. I think that the kickoff times need to be more accessible. That I mean, I really don't see the point in a seven forty five kickoff for for women's football. Okay, great on the telly, but it's not accessible for families. Um, really, if you think about it, especially if you want to bring a young family, um, it's not great. Um, I loved what Alex Scott said about. Um, some of the grounds years ago where they weren't, they didn't want women's football at their football grounds. And she's saying, look at you now, you've now missed the boat because look at what 
you know, I mean, it's going to be more difficult for me to get to Tottenham this year because they're at Leighton Orient. It's much more, it's, it's harder for me to get to than it is for, for Barnet, which was, was dead easy for me. Um, so I'll, I'll take out, take her to go and see whoever I need to see. I mean, Watford now no longer play at Kings Langley, uh, who are also local to me. They play at Weldstone now. So again, it's, they're, they're moving about and, you know, um, it, it's great. And we just need people to go out and watch because there is some there's some great football on show and it is dead cheap, it's dead cheap, um, and it is worth the value, hundred percent. Um, we just got to go out and support it, mate. And, and it's a nice nice afternoon for you. another great thing about it, and whether they still continue to do it with the popularity rising, is after the game, the teams come over to the stands. They chat mm. with the chat with the mums and dads. They the pictures with the pla- with the little girls and boys, and you, you don't get that access in in you don't even get that access in League One sometimes. Like you know, you definitely don't get it in Championship or or or, or Premier League. Um, and we're talking about WSL players here coming across, having a chat with you, having photos with you, with your children, um, and and basically letting the little girls and boys know that. They can be idols to them, um, which is which is just great, and it's great. It's great how accessible it is. I've had the odd chats with a couple of Watford girls, um, which has been great, and just you know, telling them about the podcast and stuff like that, and, and how we're we're big promoters of the women's game. And, and look, we're not. I'm not. We're not trying to tell people go and watch the women's game. Go and watch the women's game because you know it. it there is still some people that need massively persuading. And do you know what? If it's not for you, it's not for you. When we've never compared to Maverick Rich. No. We've never said they're exactly the same model. Because they're not. And the girls will tell you that. And you know, the ones the women that play, they'll tell you it's not exactly the same model. But they just want the support. They just want people to come out and watch them. They want people to put money in their, you know, money in the club's pockets to help them get forward. People like Durham. Mm. You no, know, don't have a men's side. They've got no one to to back them as like they would do with, with the likes of Chelsea United, Man City. They, they you know, and they play in the Championship and they do fantastic. Mm. First game of the season sold out against Sunderland. Brilliant. Um, which is what three or four hundred people, I think. I think at Durham, I'm not too sure. Sarah, you can uh, you can uh, bring me bring me up on that if I've got that wrong. But just stuff like that. It's it's we just got to back them now. Um, and it was great seeing the parade today. See how many thousands mm. of people there. Um, I, I loved it. I loved seeing that, and I loved how the, you know, the, whoever hands out all the sort of goodies that that people get to go to that thing. It looked fantastic. All the flags waving. Um, and <laughs> I mean, some of the girls looked a bit worse for wear. Um, <laughs> uh, on my lunch break, I managed to catch some of the interviews that they did with Josh Denzel and on the, on the sort of lionesses. Um, Twitter account um, and just seeing him talk to the likes of Leah Williamson and Serena and and uh, <laughs> Millie and Mary Earps. Um, it, it was quite funny. I was talking about being on the table. I mean, that press it, press conference oh, was fantastic. fantastic yeah, <laughs> that, um, just that just puts it out every emotion to everything that 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 they're going through after you win something mm. like this. Um. Uh, you know, it is actually quite nice to see <laughs> something like that because it just shows they're all human um, and that raw emotion coming out. 
I mean, yeah, have you, I mean, you got anything to say on sort of the, the future of, of women's football? I mean, it's obviously going to go big now, in my opinion, it will go big. Yeah. You know, we just want to see it grow because with the growth will come more quality, simple as that. Um, Correct. We can all see how much the quality has changed in the last five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. So the more support it gets, the better it is going to get. Um, and, you know, just to sort of, just sort of reiterate what Ian Wright said, um, every single girl and boy at school should be able to play football. It doesn't matter age, sex, colour. It doesn't matter. Everyone should be able to play it. I had um, this conversation today with a school teacher, believe it or not. Um, and, and I asked them, I said their advice. I said, look, what's, what's wrong with boys and girls playing together? Uh, primary school. Mm. Um, he said, absolutely nothing. Exactly. He said, there wouldn't be really much in terms of strength. No. Um, height, anything like that. He said at a very young age, they could easily play together. You get like these little kickers and stuff like mm. that, you know, where at a very young age where they are playing together. So what's wrong with PE lessons mm. being joint at a very, exactly. I don't know what age up until I look, I couldn't tell you how, when, what, how old boys and girls start to get more growth spurts. I don't know. I mm. don't, you know, who comes get bigger and bigger, but you know, why can't they play up to seven and eight? And then when they do eventually split, the girls have had that opportunity to play good standards and 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 to play together and mm-hmm. and and learn together. Why not do that? Why not have girls it's just and boys giving play them? Together? It's just giving everyone the access because, like everything in life, you don't know if you like something until you try it. So yeah. if if you're never given that opportunity, then you're never even given a chance. So they have to be given that chance. So that is the main thing that needs to come out of it is, you know, whoever's in charge of the curriculum, it needs to change. Every kid should be able to play all sports. They want to simple as that. Yeah. Look, it was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and, and hopefully something will be done in terms of, like you say, at academic level where we can, where we can just just let girls play football. Agreed. Just let them have a you know what I mean? It'd just be so good. Um going on to that, I, I still some massive misogynistic views knocking about. I saw some stuff yesterday and I just felt like if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say it. Like I, I've no, seen stuff like oh this is it's just, I've seen stuff like, oh, this is Sunday league level. And then you see the the old stuff. Why, you know, I think, you know, when the list came out and Alessia Russo looked at it, I seen like crap, like mm. with a shopping list on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah. grow up. Exactly. I know it's a joke and stuff like that, but come on. Let these, get, let these women have their moment. Let, and, and, and which we are all so, so proud of. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into like you know, men versus women in terms of England and stuff like that. They brought a trophy home to us and obviously didn't have to bring it far. It's at home. But, you know, we've never won the Euros. Mm. Never won the Euros as a nation. We've won it now. Exactly. And bloody hell, let, 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 them, let them celebrate. Let us and celebrate. And also, um, I, I believe this is right. That was the highest crowd for a, men, for, yep. for a men's or women's Euro final of all time. Correct. So Correct. Let's just have that right. Um, 
And it's also nice to see fans mixed as well. I know you'll never get that in the men's game because you've got too no. many idiots, but um, it is lovely to see that. Yeah, another thing, never saw something like that. I saw something like, oh, someone said it, oh, it's highest crowd, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, yeah, it was like a soccer aid atmosphere. So what? So what? Exactly. What, you want a load of punch-ups in the crowd? Mm, exactly. What? So, no, no, no. This is for families. Exactly. This is this is for children to to watch their idols and to and and I, I was saying to my missus I said look at the look at the diversity in the crowd mm. not not just I mean you I was seeing men together I was seeing yeah. families together I was seeing little girls little boys you know groups of women together fantastic yeah. one of my colleagues at work she goes to most England games she was there um and just stuff like that and I you know it was just so good to see and um. Uh, just a big shout out to um, the Her Game 2 movement as well. Um, um, following on from this, obviously, they're trying to raise awareness for sexual abuse within the game. Um, and they've, they had a big presence there yesterday, which was which was great. Which is, why can't football be for girls? Yeah, for women. Exactly. Why, why, why can't it be for females? And and that's exactly what they're trying, trying to say. Why, why can't they have a voice? Mm. Um, you know... Uh, it, 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 they should be allowed to say what they want. If, if they follow men's football, they follow, say, Bristol Rovers, Bristol City, Swansea, whoever. You know, they they pay their money. They, they're allowed to have their voice as well. And 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 it's just great to see that that um, you know, they've been all over um, the media today as well. They, you know, they've had some, had their say on it and saying, you know, about everything in terms yeah. of letting girls and letting women play football and, 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 and having that voice and, and letting it be as big as it is. And, you know, fantastic, fantastic message. And mm. if you can go and follow their Twitter page and, and give them support, they can as well, which is at the final game point two. I, I sort of want to raise Jambo is uh, um, on the news this morning, there's a whole, um, you know, Italy's men were paid this. What are the, you know, when they won the Euros, what are our women going to get paid? And, and the whole sort of, sort of like pay disparity which it is what it is it it's it is purely because the men's game is bigger and it has more sponsors that pay more money if you want the women to get paid more then you have to follow it it's as simple as that there needs to be more people watching the game that's the only way they're going to get paid more are england not paid the same together the england england men and women are yeah but what they said was was like the italy team got like 25 million pound between them and our women got one point seven, so they're saying it's a massive gap. But oh, in terms of winners' prize money, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that that's what. Yeah, that was what that was about. Oh, sorry. But yeah, the only, the only way from the actual F, from the FA. No, no, paid no, no. Exactly. Yeah. So, in terms of the women game growing and getting paid more, and more more people getting paid a you know sort of professional salary lower down the women's yeah. game, more people have got to follow it. So that's in all the public's hands to do. Me, you, everyone. Mm. You know, that's the only way it can grow is if they get the numbers inside the grounds. It's as simple as that. Hope so. Hope so. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, it's been great back, Great to see you again, mate. And great, yeah, great lovely, to be mate. back on it. We're, lovely we're gonna, as always. Um, yeah. We're going to be back. Sometimes we won't have a guest. Um, it, you know, we, 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 we might, we've changed the model a little bit in terms of what we're going to do. Um, we, we like doing the short corner stuff. Mm. Um, 
we, we might do a little preview of, of the season, a little bit of predictions, who's going up, who's going down. Um, yeah, um, well, you know, while we're here, Jambo, I'll just say what an amazing start for the Wanderers. 3-0 yeah. win, top of the league. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Football's back. Yeah, football is back. Football is back. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been some great... I mean, I watched the Burnley-Huddersfield game on Friday night. Mm. Wowee. Burnley, a decent side. Yeah. Albeit Huddersfield were awful. But um, um, Burnley were, were excellent. That's a different Burnley I've seen in a long yeah. time. Um, they were very good. Um, talk to the my mate. Decent company fan. impact. Yeah. Talk to my mate who's a Norwich fan. He was saying that um, he doesn't see why Norwich are favourites to go up because they are awful, he said. Really? He said, yeah. He said, uh, he said for the players they've got, can't see him finishing. Well, top six. He said, he, he yeah. said they're so poor. But it's early days. It's early it days. Yeah. It's this first month, you know, you've still got transfers yeah. going on, haven't you, and stuff like that. It's going to be the same with, with the Premier League. Yeah, 100%. Um, But I don't want to focus too much on the men's right now, but we'll come back for another one and we'll we'll, we'll shout from there. We'll get some guests on. Yeah. We've got some, got some good guests lined up. We're going to, um, hopefully, we're going to talk to some, some uh, foreign league experts as well, get them on. Uh, maybe they can sort of educate us about some, some foreign leagues that we're not too... You know, like maybe the Turkish Liga stuff, like the Super Liga and stuff like that, and and um, and, uh, Swedish leagues, then Danish Super Super. I can't remember what it's called, uh, but yeah, so that sort of thing. But yeah, look, um, thanks very much. Uh, thanks for for bearing with us. Don't forget to keep liking our posts, uh, going back reviewing old old episodes. Um, they're still getting good hits. Um, but yeah, if you could follow us on all social media channels, mostly it's under Hitting Areas Pod or Hitting the Areas Podcast. Um, but yeah, just thanks for bearing with us. We've got some busy, we've got busy lives. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to try and be a bit more regular from now on. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Um, keep liking, keep reviewing. Um, it, it means the world to us. So we'll leave it there, Rich. Cheers, Jambo. Not a problem, mate. Thank you very much. See you soon. We'll see you soon. <laughs>